All right, McFarland, McFarland, everybody. McFarland Energy, thanks for sponsoring us uh, because all roads lead to this one moment. This one moment where we get to have Dustin Pedroia on the podcast. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Thanks for having me. It's been a long time. Oh, it's been a long time. And let me tell you, it's like when we, so when we did this new version, you've been on different versions of this podcast, uh, Pedroia, right? When, when we have, when we have, uh, we basically were doing it with a tin can. Um, we were doing it with, I don't know what, but this version is the best version. And this version is driven by this guy, Coop. And when we started it, this guy, Dustin, said, there's only one thing I want to do in life. And that is do a podcast with Dustin Pedroia. And I said, <laughs> you are so, so skewed. I mean, what is wrong with you? I mean, the... This is this is gonna maybe sound like very bad, but the reason why I love baseball and I love the Red Sox is because I grew up watching you. Like <laughs> I, I am like everything I did in baseball, like I emulated you in literally like my mom hated it because like I had the mentality of like if I didn't get dirty that game, why? Like why show up? That's good. Well, I'm glad so, I'm glad I made an impression on a couple. Thank people. thank you for that. Yeah. Well. The reason I got into journalism was because of Dustin Pedroia. Is that, yeah. Is, is that right? <laughs> so, I mean, Coop, I, I mean, Dustin, Coop can't, he's so young, he can't, like, fathom. Like, you see, he sees a Dustin Pedroia now. Um, but still, like, I know that, I know, I was probably, what, like, six years old when you came into the league. Um, and I was walking the clubhouse. And I could honestly say this, since this is the Dustin Pedroia appreciation hour or half hour, whatever it is, that I can say that like there is never going to be anything like covering Pedroia. There's never going to be anything like it. There's not. I said that to, I said that many times, Dustin. Not just because you're on the podcast right now, but the that dynamic of you and the guy that we're going to talk about, David Ortiz. You know, the guy who's on Twitter now who's losing his mind, Jonathan Papelbon, <laughs> right? Like, all of it. It's, it, was, it was a different time, man. Yeah, I, th I, think, I think that's that's a big thing, too. It's a different time. You know, now they got all the, the social media stuff. And, shoot, I, I, I'm pretty sure if the, the stuff that I said when I first came up, if that was on, uh, you know, uh, TikTok or, or uh, Snapchat or whatever the hell these things are called, if that was on there, I'd probably be in jail. But, uh, you know, it was it was definitely fun. They, I, I think now, I think guys are guarded to show their personality a little bit because they're afraid of, you know, what could happen. You know what I mean? And, and everybody always has an opinion. And, um, you know, that part kind of stinks. Yeah, you, you used to walk in the locker room and it was like from the get-go, boom, there it is. You know, put it, <laughs> putting, putting like the youngest reporter on their heels, yelling yeah. across the locker room, whatever it is. And you think about it, what it's like now, like that just doesn't happen. You know why? Because people will immediately run in the hallway to tweet, "Oh, you look at what Pedroia is doing in the clubhouse," right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and you changed, man. Like you changed, right? You well, became. You, you kind of have guard. to. I mean, towards the towards the end of my career there, I mean, I was obviously hurt. So, um, but you know, it, it changes, man. You 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 can't. You know, you kind of have to be guarded, and and you know, when you have when you have certain personalities that that, I mean, I'm an open book, you know, what you see is what you get. And, um, you know, I think that's what made me me, um, you know, and everybody saw that, you know, I, I'll be the first one to do anything for anybody. Um, you know, I like to joke around. I like to, to get on people and, and have fun, but you know, there comes a point where, it, you know, if, if it's worth it, if someone takes it the wrong way, you know, it's, it's really not, 
you know, there's, there's people around that you don't necessarily know, you know, obviously your teammates, I could joke with them and say whatever I want, you know, but there's always people around that you don't know personally. So they don't know how, you know, you could be. So, you know, you're just guarded a little bit. And, well, and I think well, that's well, tough. Well, I mean, there's been, there's plenty of times where like we'd be yelling at each other across the clubhouse, right? Oh yeah. Somebody would be like, somebody would be like, Oh man, what's, what's going on? Are, are you, are you all right? Like, yeah. Like, no, dude, like that's, that's what made it fun. And, and like you said, that clubhouse and the guy that we're going to talk about um, going in the hall of fame, David Ortiz. I mean, he was part of it. He had his, his locker down the end. Um, and it was like, you know, well, I, 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 I retract that Dustin. He had his five lockers down the end. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and it was like, okay. He was sort of overseeing everything you know, with a big voice in the clubhouse and everything else like that. Uh, so let's start there. Since this is like the David Ortiz, and you're going to Cooperstown, right? You're going yeah. to Cooperstown? Okay, let's go. Let's, you stay in Coop's. Coop got like a 12-person Airbnb if you want to stay there. You all Rob, Rob has been inviting everyone. I don't know what the guest list is right now, so it's going to be difficult to get in. But No, I we, got a, we got a place. We're, we're going to be good. We're you sure? Be good. Yeah, we're good. There's a, there's a bunk bed with your name written all no, over it. Rob's right. making pancakes. Yeah, I'm making pancakes. <laughs> All right. So uh, Dave is going to the Hall of Fame, but go back to go back to that dynamic, like where in the locker room and his presence there. And and if you want, you can throw in a good story because we always love good stories. But the, you had the locker sort of the side. Uh, did you have two? Lo- you had two lockers eventually, right? No, no. Jesus, Rob. Do I look like the type of guy that took two lockers? Oh, absolutely. No. No. No, I always had one. Our, our locker room's not very are not very big. So listen, I mean, without naming names, I there's some guys that had two lockers. Yeah, I mean, no, I yeah, I didn't I didn't need two lockers. Oh, you didn't need two lockers? No. All right. You Keep had the pitch. You had the picture yeah. right next on the on the post there of you with uh with President Obama, correct? Yep, two world leaders. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so it was well represented at your little corner, but it was on the side. But down the end, David had like, I'm not, it's probably like at the end by add three lockers, three lockers. Yeah, so, he probably, yeah, yeah, he had some space. Yeah, he had some space. So talk a little bit about that dynamic, about what like Ortiz was like in that, you know, like sort of that clubhouse dynamic. Um, well, honestly, for me, it was easy. I mean, you always, you know, there's certain guys on your team that you don't have to worry about. Um, and, and worry about meaning showing up ready to win a game. Um, and David was obviously one of them. Um, so I never had to, you know, you know, to worry about him, you know, obviously when he came in, you know, he's a big presence, uh, you know, physically, you know, he's loud, his personality. Um, but I think, I think the reason why me and David were, were so great together is because we were both positive, you, you know, the, if, if times are tough and especially in that environment, you know, it's not, it's not helpful to sit back and say, Oh, you know, it's the end of the world. You know, we, we, our, our mindset was we're, we're going to try to find a way to get out of it. And, and um, I think that's where we were always on the same page. You know, it didn't matter if, if, you know, we were winning or, or losing or, you know, whatnot, if something was going on, you know, it was, it was the same thing every day. You show up getting ready to win. Um, now he had a lot more fun than I did. You know, he was a lot, um, you know, the music was always playing, uh, you know, me, I was always, you know, I had a lot to do. I had to play defense and, and offense and, you know, worry, worry about 
positioning and, and all kinds of stuff to where, you know, David can roam around a little bit, motivate guys, um, you know, worry about hitting. He's, he's, you know, he'll have his at bat. He'll go in and work, watch video, you know, then try to chill a little bit, relax. Um, he had his own routine, but, you know, it's definitely larger than life in the clubhouse. Um, so, so when you go back, let's go back in time, the McDonald's eating uh, little Dustin Pedroia, 2016, right? You get in there. And, and you remember when, when you were sort of introduced to David, I know in spring training, you probably come across him or whatever, but when you sort of get in there and does he say, Hey, like, does he give you shit right away? Or does he embrace you right away? What was that dynamic like? Oh, no, he embraced me right away. I mean, there was, you know, and, and I think, you know, when I got called up uh, in 2006, it was a tough time. We just got swept five games by the Yankees. So I walked in in Anaheim and it was like a morgue, you know what I mean? It was, it was not a good environment. Um, and you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't play that much in spring training that year cause I hurt my shoulder. Um, so it was like, I was walking into a new, new thing, but David, David never, you know, gave me crap or, or, you know, he made me feel welcome. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that was basically it. The next year is where, you know, when I won the job in spring training, um, the next year was more of a, of, you know, getting to know him more, you know, that, that first year was more like a September call up kind of thing. Um, well, when, 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 you, when you're having your struggles that first month, yeah. What was it? What was he like then? Uh, he treated me the same as when, the year I won the MVP, you know, it was, you know, and I, and I think, and I, and I learned from that because I, I never, I wasn't one to, to get on young guys or, you know, they put Mookie's locker next to me. They put Bogey's locker uh, close to me, you know, because I, I didn't want the young guys to be uncomfortable. It's already uncomfortable enough coming coming into Boston and, and trying to play in that environment as a young kid. And I, I understood that. Uh, so, you know, I learned from from David and, and, and uh, you know, he made me feel right at home. You know, that first month I was struggling, you know, we didn't we were winning. So it wasn't like a big. Yeah, I was struggling. They were look. The media was looking to get on somebody because we were winning. You know, that's why it was it was glaring that I was hitting 150 because I was the only guy on the team that wasn't hitting. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we were we were in first place by you know nine ten games. So yeah. you know in that environment, you're always looking for something. You know, <laughs> um, so you know I was just the one that wasn't hitting at the time, but I didn't make an error. You know what I mean? My defense was. Um, you know, oh, believe, believe me, Coop, Coop knows he's documented. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a second baseman. I mean, I, I think Alex Cora would, would say this. I mean, I turned every double play. I changed the game defensively that first month. And that's what kept me there um, until I got going. But, you know, David was like, hey, stick to the process, man. Keep playing defense. It's not like at that time they needed me to hit third. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We had we had Manny, David, Mike Lowell, Uke. I mean, we were we were the best team in baseball. You know, my job at that time was to play defense and, and get acclimated to the big leagues. And and when I got acclimated and I turned myself into a leadoff hitter and table setter, it made us that much better. And, um, you know, but David never got on me. He was he was always great with the young guys. He wanted everyone to feel a part of of what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, you appreciate that. When was when did you kind of remember the vibe of how you can talk crap to him? So, in other words, like you have the the big pun thing, right? Like whatever. I mean, this the the nickname that you came another great nickname, another great accomplishment by Dustin Bedroya. Big pun, right? Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Well, well, you got to understand. So we in 2007, you know, we win it all. The next year, David went through. He, you know, he had a, obviously a great year again, but uh, he went through some injuries. Um, I, th- I think it was 2008. 2008 was he hurt his wrist. Yeah. And so that was that was. I think our relationship got better because, or not got better. It, it went to the next level because we ended up trading Manny. David was hurt that year, you know, for a lot of it. That wrist thing that that messed him up. You know, that was a tough thing for for a, obviously a power hitter, any hitter, to go through right. that type of wrist thing. Um, we just traded for Jason Bay. I remember uh, me and Yuke were on fire. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was. Mikey Lowell just just tore his hip. You know, it was they. I was playing be, uh, as hard as I could every night to try to overcome the fact that all the guys that I look up to were hurt. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And we needed it. You know, I think Beckett got hurt. Lester, you know, pulled his oblique there for a little bit. Um, you know, we had a lot of injuries, man. We were on fumes, and um, a lot of veteran guys were playing. Core was playing a lot. Um, Mark Kotze, Sean Casey. Um, you know, so we, we were, we were kind of waiting on David to, to come back and, and, and I think he saw the way I was playing and he respected me a lot and it pushed him to, to get back and play harder. And then, and then the next season, you know, he started out, that was the year he started out really slow. It was, uh, yeah, 2009, if I'm right. right. Oh yeah. Yeah. 2009. And it was, when I mean slow, he was I don't think he hit a home run until June. No, and he couldn't hit lefties at all. Yeah, so yeah. I knew – so everybody there, when something's going wrong, it's the biggest problem in the world. And, you know, he's in the cage and he's working, and I could tell he's stressed. He's not the same, you know, personality-wise and everything. And I remember one day, you know, he's in there swinging and swinging and swinging, and he, he asked me, what do you see? And I said, David, you know, I'm a lot younger than David. So I said – David, you're coming off an injury, man. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, it takes time. Like it, you know, I wish, I wish my younger me would have told my older me what I'm saying to David as as a, you know, 24 year old kid um, about my knee, but he was hurt. And I said, it takes time. Once, once that wrist heals up, I said, you're going to be fine. I said, don't panic. You know, and and his thing was, oh, well, they're talking about releasing me and all this. And I'm like, David, if if they release you you just go over to the yankees and you'll be hitting 60 home runs against us like <laughs> that would have killed I mean? me be the, that would have killed the, me yeah it would have been the dumbest move in the history of you know what i mean of baseball so i said listen man get over your injury take each at bat and try to find a way to win it that's it right now and then once you get healthy you'll be you um and and the way he came back and finished that year i think he honestly ended up hitting 230 with 30 home runs and I think he had 99 RBIs or 100 RBIs or something. So for him to grind and do that while he was he was hurt, um, it, it was it that respect level was was more than you know the years where he hit 330 with 45 home runs because anybody can anybody can go out there when they're feeling good, man. Like that that's that's the fun part. But when you're hurt and and you and you're showing up to work and mentally you got to find a way to help your team win, especially when he's our middle of the order guy. You know, that's that's impressive. And that's what shows what kind of teammate he is. Not only the player. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame player, but winner, teammate. Those are the things that that he brought that you don't see with that caliber of of, of talent and player.
what, when did it, what, when did, so you have that, that sort of, Hey, I got your back. Don't worry about it. Um, mentality, that part of the relationship. When did it become, when did it become sort of like, Hey, you know what? We, we can, we can goof on each other even more. You know, we're the two guys. We're the two, we're the straws that start coop earmuffs. This is you. We're the two straws that stir the drink when it comes to uh, this team. Um, I mean, we didn't have to tell each other that we knew. I mean, it's, we're trying to win. You know what I mean? I mean, David, you know, for all the jewelry and the, and the, and the cars and, and everything that he has, you know, what's most important to him winning. And I knew that like I, so, so that's why I could get on and make fun of him and, 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 you know, he shows up with his crazy outfits, but I knew that once he took those outfits off, he's got one thing on his mind and that's winning a baseball game. He didn't matter what he did. He's trying to help us win. And, and that's, and that, and that, that's, that's the goal in that environment. Like we're not here to, we're not here to kiss babies and, and, and take pictures. You know, we're here to, 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 to win. And, and shoot, we did that. Cool. Do you, cool. do you think that, uh, I mean, you look at David, he got the taste of it in 2004 and then 2007 is, is getting that championship more of a driver and you got it when you were super young in the league. Is it just like, once you, once you get that taste of a championship, does it just drive you even more to just get back to the pinnacle? Um, yeah. I mean, you got to realize it's hard. You know what I mean? And, and I, I knew that when I was my, my first year, because, you know, we were down three games to one to the Indians and, and, uh, it was a fight, man. Like that, that I knew we were really good, but so were the Indians, man. They, their pitching was really yeah, good. And you, and you had Sabath- was Sabathia like, coming up. I was going yeah, to say, we, that's almost prime CC. Yeah. And that, and that was, and mentally that, that was a grind. You know, we had to try to find a way to win that game five and get back home. And that's when uh, Carmona was throwing a hundred mile an hour sinkers. Uh, I mean, they were, they were good. Their bullpen was good. I mean, the, Thing they had uh, Raphael Betancourt, which all their it, it was funny. All their relievers that were they were elite. Um, they all me and Uke matched up great against them. So they would bring in Betancourt, who throws high fastballs. Me and Uke can hit a high fastball. You know, uh, Jensen Lewis had a good changeup, and it faded in to me and Uke. It, it matched up well with our swings. So i i just knew mentally that i was going to get chances late in games that i needed to come through because the matchup set up well for me and you instead of you know david manny and mikey you know it was tougher matchups for them so that that year man it was it was mentally it was long so once you do it you know how hard it is you realize it you yes you want to do it again but you have to prepare to do it again and that's what i learned from that 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 first year is I, I took it into the offseason like, man, I have to be able because I'm a smaller guy. I have to be able to to be able to start 170 games. You know what I mean? If we're going to do this, I got to be out there. And and it's just it's mentally and the wear and tear to, to win a World Series. That that's the that's the part, the grind that that everyone talks about. And then once you do it, it's that that's the ultimate. You know what I mean? You you worked for it. You earned it. There's, there's nobody ever won a World Series. that didn't work for it. You know what I mean? You can't go into a season half-assed and, and come out and say you won the World Series. That that It'll catch you. Someone well, outworked you. You mentioned, Dustin, you mentioned that game, down 3-1. And, uh, you know, one of the signature moments for Ortiz was, like, you know, him, whatever, standing up and pointing to the uniform or giving the speech. Like, for you, were, were you like, let's go! Let's go! Or was it, were like, what are you doing? 
Like, <laughs> which one are you talking about? Are you talking about 2013? No, no. I'm talking about 2000. Uh, in, in that in that day, when you're down three one, you have an off day. Remember this? Oh yeah. And and Manny's telling all the reporters, "Not the end of the world if we lose." Yeah. <laughs> but I but didn't Ortiz like like give like some sort of speech? Oh well, everybody talked. A lot of guys yeah. talked. A lot of the older guys talked. Shill talked. David talked. Uh, Mikey Lowell did. Um, you know, I just sat back and listened. You know, I I knew. Um, you know, I think the first four games, I had actually hit the ball good, but I lined out a bunch, and and I remember sitting in my locker thinking, if I can get on, you know, you're always trying to do what you can do to help the team get, you know, get better and get out of this. And for me, I was sitting leadoff. So I knew if I got on base, we're going to win. You know what I mean? Because at that, I knew game five, if we give Josh Beckett three runs, we're winning. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. Like there was no in between. He was, he was, CC was great. Josh was on another level. Like it wasn't even close. Um, so I just, I just kept, you know, putting all the pressure on myself to get on base, find a way to get on base. And I think that game I hit a double, a single, and I walked. So I was on base three times. Um, we ended up winning. And then once you get that win and you get back home, you have new life, man. It's it pressure's on them when you get to that game six and they're up 3-2. You know, it, they, they got to try to put us away. And when your back's against the wall, you play a little bit differently. Well, okay, go to go 13 now. We know that Ortiz gives a speech in the dugout. And by the way, were you like, Mike Matheny, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, keep pitching this. Like, what what is happening? You keep pitching this guy. He's hitting literally, literally, he's hitting 600. So, like, what was that? Like, he gives a speech in the dugout in St. Louis. Um, <clears throat> well, first off, I mean, we're in the middle of the grind. I think I was coming up. So, I'm like, Dave, get this over with. So, like, we're still, <laughs> like, I got to get ready to hit. You know what I mean? Um. No, I think, I think he was just reiterating that you don't get many opportunities to be in this situation. You know what I mean? So um, we all knew that. We, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a different team, man. We, we, were, we were not the best talent-wise, but we were way better than everybody else as a team. Mentally, it was, that's, that's the most mentally tough team I've ever been on. There was nothing that could, that could come to any of those guys. Like, we knew we were going to win. Um, and that and that's pretty impressive to say. I mean, I, and I'm saying that from from top to bottom. Everyone accepted their roles. Everybody bought into their roles. Um, everybody knew what was asked of them, um, and we did it together. That was that was a different bunch. Uh, but I think David David said that at the right time mm. that you know we needed to go, and and sure enough, we did. You know, I think that was the inning. Shoot, we got the first, uh, or they got two outs right away, and. I got jammed and hit a base hit over short. And I think, I think it was, uh, did David walk? I think David walk. And that was the inning. Johnny Gomes hit, hit that three run home run. Um, yeah. So I think David walk, hell, I don't remember. David probably got another hit. I don't remember. Yeah. But it it was, it was when he, something happened, he made something happen. And, um, you know, we took off from there. I don't think we lost again. You know, we were down two one and we, we ran the table. So, um, it was pretty special. So, so I, a real ahead, quick please. question, just because we're on the 2013 World Series, yeah. and because this guy is a hot topic right now, watching Xander Bogarts in that playoff run, yeah. could you tell that you know there was something special with him there? Oh yeah, yeah, but well yeah, you could tell. 
I could always tell when, when Bogey got called up in San Francisco, you know, he was, uh, you know, I had to get him a couple suits because he, uh, his luggage or something didn't arrive. Raquel called me. I was like, yeah, well, we, I got him. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of him." And the way he was appreciative, the way he acted when he walked in the clubhouse, just the way we threw him in the fire and, and like, he was different, man. Like he, and, and he still is like, he, nothing bothers him. Uh, um, always a good at bat, always under control. And we knew once we threw him in, in, uh, in the playoffs, like he would, he's fine. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's not, he's not emotional. You know what I mean? He, he's just going to play the game. Oh, he's um, even keeled. Yeah. He's just one of those guys you build your team around. You know what I mean? And, and then, and I'm saying that talent wise and attitude wise and, and just his presence, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, I saw walk in and I'm like, all right, here's the next, you know, Red Sox for 15 years. You know what I mean? You, I, you, I can tell, you know what I mean? It, it's just, it is, it is what it is. Well, okay. So um, you're going to Cooperstown. This is, I'm always here for you to pre- help you prepare for life. Okay. So you're going to be asked uh, from all the Jim Oaks like myself about David Ortiz stories. All right. Ready? Let's, let's workshop this a little bit. Okay. Um, so I want a good story about just like a heart to heart maybe you had with him and then your best sort of like wacky David Ortiz story. Um, so I mean, guys, there's so many. I mean, I played with him. Shoot, what did I play with him? 12 years or something yeah. like that. By the way, by the way, when when you I think it was when you retired, and he texted me the the best quote of all time, something like you know like I don't biggest nuts ever or something. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. Uh, but, but I mean it's it's and you know you go back to when you start you called him Big Pun, which first of all like when you tell me the origin of that, and also did he like what are you talking about? I can see like this is how it, it, it unfolded. You called him Big Pun. He's like, what do you mean? And then when you told him, he's like, ah, <laughs> I love that. No, he just, I mean, big pun, short for big punisher. Right. And he was on, he was on fire at the time. So I just threw it out there. He loved it. He started <laughs> laughing, you know, cause big pun, the rapper, he was big at that time. Um, <laughs> so he just loved it. I mean, honestly, the stories, there's so many. Um, and like, I view David as family, you know, there's, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're completely different. You know, we, we come from different parts of the world where, you know, he's a huge guy. I'm small. Um, but it's crazy how two mindsets can come together and they're, they're basically identical. You know what I mean? And, and he always knew what I was thinking. It was the same way. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the, the, I, we had a lot of fun. I'll tell you that, you, you know, there's not one story that stands out, but, but there's, there's so many memories that we went through together in, in that time. And, and man, it was a blast. It was fun. It was fun. I, I just, there's so many, I mean, I remember he jumped in the uh, whirlpool with me at, at, at Fenway. And that was hilarious. Um, we were, we were making fun of, uh, we were actually getting on Larry Lucchino because we didn't have any cotton cold plunges. So it was, it was me in a tub that was the size of me and me and David are in it. I don't know. Have you seen the picture? Is of it, it? I was about to say, that's a picture with both. You have the goggles yeah, on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I had a rubber ducky in there and like, uh, we had somebody take a picture and I sent it to Larry Lucchino and I'm like, Larry, we got to get hot and cold plunges. This guy's in my hot plunge. Like 
like I, he might drown me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, and, and sure enough, Larry was the best man. He, he ended up getting us hot and cold tubs. Um, you know, so just stuff like that, man, we, we had a blast the whole time, uh, especially on the field, talking trash and, and swinning games, man. It was fun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. You said it, you said it very well. Congratulations. About, by the way, this is great preparation. You're welcome. Okay. For preparing you for Cooperstown. I'm making you a better person, Dustin, once again. All right. A better right. interviewer. Who but, made you a better person? David Ortiz? Or yeah. Ron that's Ryan a great fan. question. Oh God. <laughs> that's wow. a great question. Um, but you, you said it very well about like how the dynamic of that you guys are completely different yet you were, you could tell you were the same. Like, it, obviously you're like great, great friends. There's a reason why you're driving through the windy roads of upstate New York to see this guy get inducted. Cause you're great. Not just cause he's a teammate because he's a great friend. And, 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 but you, that dynamic, it was, it's so, it was, it, it, I don't, we're not ever going to, I hate to keep going down this road, but we're never going to see anything like it, like that, like that dynamic. We're just not, we're just not yeah. like the big, huge hall of famer. And the guy who should be in the Hall of Fame and com- com- coming from completely different worlds, completely different physical statures, everything else. So, well said. That's what I'm saying. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. The, uh, do you, I remember Brian Bannister told the story on Twitter about um, David, like how he would be up on, on the phone during games, you know, like he'd master the art of DHing. And then he'd like, hold on a second. He put the phone down. You go hit the home run and come back, like yeah. You 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 witness that sort of stuff, right? I mean, yeah, he did that a lot. I mean, I remember one time I, I I had to run upstairs and go to the bathroom, and my job was tough sometimes. Like you know, you playing defense, I'm dealing with pitchers are p- pissed off about shifting guys and positioning, and I was kind of frustrated. And I ran up there and David's on the phone, you know, talking, you know, loud and music's going on, and I'm like, God damn man like i'm like david what the fuck are you doing you know what i mean like i'm out here grinding like like i'm about to have a heart attack and you're up here you know way going crazy you know i gotta push this log out real quick and get back down to the grind you know what i mean so was was there ever like a point where like like baseball like it always ebbs and flows was it ever just like, God damn, like this game comes way too easy to this guy. And like, I just like, if I could just have an ounce of that. Well, you know, it's funny. Like it didn't, he worked, man. Like it's not like he just showed up and, and just hit home runs. You know, he, it was, he was, you know, one of the most prepared guys, um, you know, looked at video. Um, you know, it, it wasn't like he just showed up, goofed around and hit home runs. That That's not what it was. So I knew that, you know, when you're rolling and you're going good, you don't even have to think about baseball. And I think that's the, the special part about it is when you're on fire, everything's easy. You know what I mean? So he, I caught him at a time where he was on fire and he was having fun and he just rolled down and get a hit. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, he's one of a kind. There's no one there. There's, there's no one going to be like him again. You know, that's for sure. So uh, Go ahead, Coop. Uh, so I'm not sure. Did you watch the last dance documentary at all when everyone had an opportunity to do like binge everything during the oh, pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. one of the big themes of that was just like Michael Jordan was such a competitor and like, he just couldn't really always understand that other people couldn't go to his level. Yeah. Was, was David Ortiz like, was he like that at all where like he just kind of expected everyone to perform the way he did 
or was there kind of a better understanding and like an un, like leadership wise where he's bringing everyone in and well, I think to really not to interrupt, but I think that you guys are probably both that way, Dustin, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, me and me and David weren't weren't demand. We were. I think I think so. David offensively, he was very. This is where I think we we were so good together. Is offensively, David demanded a lot with preparation. So if you weren't preparing, he would get on you. Defensively, if our infielders or outfielders were going through the motions, let's say in spring training or you know in base running stuff or anything like that, I would get on you because my job was to do the little things. And if we weren't preparing to get ready for the journey, that's that's my responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you have coaches and you have you know whatever, but you know as as a part of of, of getting our our bunt defenses done, our first and thirds, and and taking pride in that because in 2013 we won games in in detroit on ball in the dirt reads at home plate mike napoli and you better bet bet your ass that we we went through the 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 proper way to execute that in spring training and i made sure of that so i think we didn't we didn't demand results we demanded work um and i think and i think you have to have that and and that and and it's great when you have it worked out because He's a DH and he could, I couldn't do both. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't go into the batting cage and, and, you know, tell guys to work. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. But when you're, when I'm on the field and, and, and I'm the leader of the defense out, out there. Yeah, I could do that. You know what I mean? And then, then you needed a pitcher that was going to, that was going to lead them. And we had Lester, we had, we had Lackey, you know, we had, we had guys that were, that were ready to, to, to take care of that aspect. So, you got to have that. Like, if you're putting together a team, like, we got the blueprint of it. We, you just saw it. You know what I mean? You need guys that can lead and hold each other accountable within the clubhouse that makes your team go. Um, and we had that. Man, Coop, you re- are you all right? Lower uh, the heart rate, Coop. I'm fired up You're right ready now. to go through a wall. Well, no, just, like, thinking about, like, like, that 2017 wagon of a team. Like, they were just going to roll through. And then you bringing up that 2013, 2013 team. And just like thinking about like all the small ball things that you guys yeah. did perfectly. It, it not not to say that one championship is more memorable than the other, because I'm sure that you know they're like children, like you can't pick out a favorite. But like as a fan watching that 2013 team, it was so much fun because it was just the very little details that you guys always got right. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. You ever been that, that was me stuff? geeking out there. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, w- I would have loved to see you back in the day, Coop walk into the locker room of you just wearing them. <laughs> but, oh the, but, but the thing is, the, the great thing about it is that you would wear the guys out. It would be like sort of the gauntlet, and then you get through it, and then you're like, okay, now you, you've passed the test. Yeah. Coop, yeah, they're good. Coop, yeah. Coop, Coop, you would have passed the test. Oh, I'm uh, glad I would have. You ever you ever been to Cooperstown? I don't even know. I know no, I have you, not. No, you haven't. Okay. No. Ever. Oh, look at you. No. I've, right. I'm making my first trip as well. I feel like with the name Cooper, I should have been already, right. but. Yeah. Well, well, what one of you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I'm not going to say which one. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Dustin, what, what do you got? What do you get on the docket here? We'll let you go. You've been very generous for your time. Other than driving through the windy roads of Cooper, uh, upstate New York. I know you're coaching your kids. Um, yeah. What's the plan? What's going on? Um. Well, shoot, I just sent off my oldest to junior high for the first day today and my, my two little guys, fourth grade and third grade. So I coach, I coach my little, uh, I 
uh, next year will be 11U and 9U baseball teams um, in the spring. We don't play in the fall. Like, we do the tournament baseball, but we will not do it year-round. It's, it's I don't know, youth baseball right now is a mess. Um, and then they switch. They go multiple sports. So they're all doing basketball. Or my, t- my older two are doing basketball right now. My little guy's going to be doing club soccer. Um, yeah, man, just being a dad and, and enjoying it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk to ASU every now and then. I'll go talk to Willie. Bloomquist is the head guy there now. Um, you know, I, I still still in touch with with all of our guys with the Red Sox. You know, nothing like official title or anything like that. But I'm sure I'll start I'll start doing something for them soon. Um, you know, maybe working with some some young infielders or, or something like that. But, you know, I, I don't want to dig deep into it until uh, my youngest is out of the house and goes to college. So I got about nine years of golfing and 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 helping out any way I can to to society. So um, I'm enjoying it, though, man. It's, it's fun. You know, I thought I thought I was going to have a hard time, you know, and I do every now and then. The other night, you know, I watched that Jeter thing um, and I'm like, man, I, I, I miss playing. So I just I got a cage in my house. I went in the cage for a little bit and, and was hitting missiles. So that's the problem I have. It. Still got After it. I got done hitting, I'm like, it's a damn shame because now that I got I got my partial replacement and I could I can do everything now except run. So if I could run. I'd probably be leading the league in hitting. So it pisses me <laughs> off. I right, love real, that. Real quick question. Would yeah. you rather field a bucket of balls or hit a bucket of balls? You can only do one. Um, wow. What a question kinda, by you, Coach. It kind of depends on how I'm hitting. If, I, if, if, I, if I'm not getting any hits, neither are they. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? So, but, yeah. but, but here's the t- biggest takeaway from what you just said. Derek Jeter documentary, driving Dustin Pedroia to come back. Like, no, put that, let's I'm, go. Let's go. No. Hey, if you give me your leg and I could run, you'd see it. <laughs> I don't, actually, I would give you my leg. You still wouldn't be able to run. So I'll I, be honest. I, you can take, you can take both. That's a good knees. point. With that carcass you're rolling with, you can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you did introduce the line. Uh, what's up? It's like, what, what's up? Your cholesterol. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, Coop, last thing. I since listen, this is like Coop basically works for smiles and t-shirts. Um, yep. so uh, here's your chance, Coop. Favorite Dustin Bedroya memory? Oh, very easy. Uh, when in like this is like non-field highlight. Uh, when you when you were injured, I believe ankle. Oh, uh, I broke my foot. Foot. That's right. Yeah. And I remember seeing. I was. What year was that? Just 2010. Like, 2010. So I would have been about 13 years old, just to put this into perspective. I remember seeing and like hearing that like you would be out on the field, either in a chair or like putting a pad down for your knee and just like taking like reps. And I remember hearing that and just being like, I want to be that like to (laughs) absolutely love the game that much where you're just like, you can't be separated from it. It's like that made me gravitate towards you. And like, again, I, me nerding out and just being like an ultimate fanboy right now. But like, that's how I grew to like appreciate this game and just be like a grinder. So right on, con- congrats it. on being like an amazing guy. <laughs> Thanks. I'm still pissed <laughs> at the doctor after that one. The guy told me, so I broke the worst bone in your foot. You could break with that foul ball. Right. And the guy goes, Hey, you can, you got to be in this cast for about six weeks and then you take it off and we'll know if it heals. So I'm like, all right, six weeks, like, I'll be back. You know what I mean? I, I got a chance. So literally, I was hitting in a chair, like, taking ground balls. And I'm, I was 
good. And then I got the cast off and I'm like, I think I can do it. So I go on a rehab assignment. I will go like, Oh, for eight. You know, I didn't even get a ground ball. First game back base hit up the middle, steal second goes into center. I go to third the next day. I couldn't walk. So it was like, it didn't heal. You know what I mean? And, and it was like that. I, I, one of my regret, I don't have many, but one of the regrets was the 2010 team, man, we were really good and injuries. I think, you know, tech and, uh, uh, Victor Martinez got hurt. I got hurt. Um, that was, I think that was the year L's got hurt. Um, you know, we, we, but if we were healthy, there is no doubt we were going to be in there in the end. By the way, the screw from your foot is in the new England sports museum. Yeah. I gave you that, right? (laughs) You did. Yes. I'm, I, I could have sold it, but instead I gave it to the people. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of days, but uh, Dustin, thanks, man. I appreciate you catching up. You got it guys. Have fun. Okay. Great meeting you. All right. All All right. right. Take care. Coop. All right. right. See you guys. See See you. See you.